You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. So glad that you've joined me. I'm excited about what I'm going to share with you today. I believe it's going to be a blessing to your life and it's going to carry you a very long way. Uh, Basically, what I'm going to share with you today is dealing with flowing and discernment. And, you know, that's a word, discernment is something that we often hear in the Christian circle. But what does it really mean? Um, How do I flow in it? Where does it come from? Um, And um, I'm going to unpack some of those questions and and really share uh, what comes from the Word of God, right? Because we're changing lives with the Word of God, all right? So I want to start with uh, a particular scripture that I think is a good starting point because it really almost encapsulates everything that deals with uh, discernment and all that we need in discernment. And then I'll go on to define what discernment is. In Philippians 1, uh, 9 through 10, and I like to use the Amplified Version for this particular reference, and it says in the ninth verse, In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development and knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and a real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences. And then it goes on to say, and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with hearts sincere and uncertain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling or causing others to fall. So in here, it it, it really shows us the um, a good sense of why we need discernment, okay? Discernment needed so that we can understand things, so that we can tell the difference between good and evil and recognize, is this God? Is this not God? Where is where is this coming from? And so the discernment defined is the ability to, to decide between what's true and what's an error or what's right and what's wrong, okay? And sometimes it's used interchangeably with judgment or um, I've heard this profound insight um, can even be um, used as uh, Another word would be perception, um, understanding. You know, the word of God tells us in Proverbs where it says, in all you're getting, get understanding, right? And of course, you can't get understanding if you don't have knowledge, right? And so um, so another way that it can also mean to see into or to have knowledge or detect, okay? And discerning is knowing um, that something... uh, Sometimes, you know, when I discern something, it's like that gut instinct that I feel about something. Um, And sometimes I may not always know um, um, exactly what it is, but I can sense whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, and and sometimes that's all that we need. We don't necessarily need to have it all deciphered, but sometimes we do. But sometimes when we experience uh, situations or even when uh, we're encountering people, not that we judge people, um, but um, we judge situations, okay? And um, 
but we'll talk about what discernment is not in a little bit, but, but just sometimes that knowing that I have, and I can't quite explain what it is, but I just have that knowing that, um, something's not right, you know, and maybe I shouldn't get involved with this, or maybe I shouldn't receive what's being, uh, spoken to me or given to me. Okay. And, um, sometimes it's, it's received as a warning from God. I've had different times when the Lord says, no, no, don't do that. Um, um, or don't receive that. Um, and it's kind of like a warning and a warning is not necessarily that it's going to, it may not even happen, but it could happen if you go start going down a particular path. You know how sometimes, um, God would tell you to go a different direction sometimes, or, um, he may say, um, do this, you know, and it, and it almost would seem like, oh, it's a little extra, isn't it? I mean, to go a different direction or to do something different that I haven't done before. But when you're uh, sensitive to the spirit of God, you will recognize that if it lines up with the word of God, and we'll talk about that to understand, you know, uh, clearly um, how it lines up with the word of God. But uh, in my experience, when I know that it has lined up with the word of God or his witness in my spirit, or I got that gut feeling, this is God, I better obey what he's telling me, you know, and then you find out down the road or there was an accident that happened or, um, you know, it could have been something that happened, but because you obeyed the voice of God or you listened to that unction or that gut feeling that you had and you avoided uh, terrible situations. And so discernment can really go a long way and we need it. You know, sometimes we may sense um, pride um, behind something or uh, perversion, um, even occultism, you know, um, or anything or uh, any form of, of evil. And our spirits um, can grow uncomfortable. And that's another indication that you're discerning, that you're picking up, especially if, 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 you, 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 if you have a, a walk with God where it's sincere, it's pure, and day by day you're, you're getting closer to God, that discernment is usually heightened or more uh, fine-tuned. Um, where you can pick up something that's just not quite white and your spirit um, is, you'll feel that uneasiness. Okay. And like I said, you may not understand what's wrong with uh, that particular situation or even what's wrong with a person. Cause you may sense that somebody uh, there's, they're coming from wrong mo- motives and pure motives um, that doesn't line up with God's intentions or um, purity. Um, and so, um, and so, it, it it definitely helps us to to make good decisions. So it helps us to gives us the ability to judge between right and wrong, truth and error, as I mentioned before. Um, and um, and it's not just for those obvious things. Really, I feel like this discernment helps me the most for those things that aren't obvious. Sometimes you just don't quite know, but when discernment kicks in, even in the little small things, it it just helps you. Um, to navigate and to, to be in the perfect will of God. And, and that's really should be our goal that when we wake up in the morning, we want to be in God's will. You know, there's a permissive will and then there's a perfect will, which is being in the will of God, which means doing, saying, hearing, receiving exactly what God has planned and purpose for that day. You know, that we pray gives us this day our daily bread. And that's what, you know, the perfect will of God is that he's giving us exactly what we need for that day. But when we get our will in it and we do what we want to do, um, and, and even though we know it may be the, um, 
the opposite of the will of God, then God will say, okay, well, you want it. You want it bad enough that you you go do your own thing because God doesn't make us robots. But the bottom line is we want to be uh, in the perfect will of God. And so when we use discernment, it helps us to recognize, okay, this is the enemy because, of course, you know we have an enemy that's out there to keep us from really flowing in his will. And so um, so he'll do he'll 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 shoot dots at us. He'll he'll create pitfalls pit holes uh, for us to to fall into, distractions, detours, all kinds of things to keep us from really staying in his perfect will. And when we have that discernment, it, 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 it is our saving grace. Amen. So it's, a, it, it's in, when you deal with discernment, it's the process of making um, distinctions between even righteousness and unrighteousness. So right, wrong, truth, untruth, error. Um, versus truth or whatever. And so, but our goal is because we are Christians and I'm speaking to Christians, but if for some reason you're not, I'd pray that through this message that your heart would be uh, pricked and that you will uh, come to know that you need Jesus as your savior. And, And the simple way to get there is to pray the prayer of God, forgive me for my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner, but I need you. And I know that you died for my sins and I give my life to you. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life as I believe in my heart. Amen. And that comes from Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th uh, verse. And so um, so just you know, pray that prayer, okay? Um, and, and you'll get in line with it. But, but for biblically speaking, us as Christians, when we want to live a godly life, of course, it's obvious, our roadmap, our... our um, we get our direction from the word. So everything we do, the decisions that we make, the encounters that we have with people, situations, motives, you know, um, plans, purposes, you know, um, proposals, you know, uh, partnerships, all those kinds of things. We want to have our lives governed with a biblical base. Amen. And so, um, so to think biblically, um, without being tainted by the world's influence is our ultimate goal, okay? And that's a part of discernment, all right? And so um, and so in the word of God, you know, it clearly lets us know that it's for every believer. Every believer should be able to flow in discernment, okay? And um, so it's not optional. It's not, you know, all those super spiritual or those who are, you know, um, you know, highly favored of God. No, no, we all, um, because when we come into the kingdom, that's one of the benefits of the kingdom that through the spirit, he gives us that cutting edge um, which is discernment, okay? And we'll talk about more details exactly where it comes from, from out of the scripture. But in Proverbs 17, 24, it says, the discerning sets his face towards wisdom, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth, okay? You're just looking at, uh, you know, how things are going, you know, as far as in the world, um, but you're not really focused in on, okay, um, seeking wisdom so you can know how to to govern your life. And so discernment is very closely related to wisdom. And we find in James chapter one, where it talks about if you lack wisdom, if you don't know the wise thing to do, do, which is what would God do in this situation, then you lack wisdom. 
And so the, the so in James, it tells us to that if we lack it, just what do you do? You, you simply ask God. Why? Because he is the epitome of wisdom. He is the specialist. Wisdom comes from him. And you can have all kinds of wisdom. You can have the wisdom of man. You can have a mother's wisdom, you know, and they may gain it through experience and all that. But we want the wisdom of God. We want godly wisdom. Okay. And so in first Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, starting at the 22nd verse, um, it says, um, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. So that proving is connected to discerning. Okay. Um, Amplified version says test and prove, um, um, new American standard version says, examine. So all of those are words, prove, test, examine are, are words connected to discerning. Okay. And so in the, and, um, so in the new American standard version says, but examine everything carefully, hold fast to that, which is good. And we know the truth is good, right? Hallelujah. The truth is good. And then the 22nd verse of that says, abstain from every form of evil. So, so, and that's what we want to do. It's you, you want to stay away from, you don't want to play with, you know, uh, or, or, um, befriend that, which is evil, you know, and know that it's evil. Okay. And so the word of God clearly tells us in Psalms where it says, um, love that, which God loves and hate that, which God hates and God hates evil. I mean, we are in this war <laughs> in the spirit realm, and, 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 and those on God's side, and I pray you're on God's side is you're, you're on that side of good, of truth. And if you're on the enemy's side, then, then you're promoting uh, darkness and evil and badness. Okay. And so, and, 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 and when the devil comes, he comes to, um, in a sly and slick way to deceive us. So sometimes he comes as an angel of light to make it look like Okay, this, oh, well, that's what Christians do. But then there's always something underlining that's not quite what a Christian would do because it's not lined up with how God would do it, uh, his character, his way. Okay. And so discernment kicks in, right? Okay. Um, let me just say just briefly what discernment is not, because sometimes we can, we can go by what it's not in order to understand what discernment better is. Okay. Um, so when you are discerning or you're judging between right and wrong, judging between right and wrong situations, you're not judging a person, you're judging the situation or the, um, the, the, uh, the character of a person as far as what they have done. Okay. But you're not condemning them as in that type of judgment, which means, you know, condemnation, you know, um, it, it comes from the enemy and, 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 and that's not our, um, that's not our, our role. Okay. And so when we deal with, um, what is, um, what it's not, it's not judging. Okay. And, uh, and it's also not, um, fault finding, you know, cause, cause a lot of times we can say, oh, well, I discern, but but that fault finding spirit is a type of spirit that will just nitpick things just to find fault. Okay. It's not to discern, okay, for good judgment as far as should I flow in this way or should I not, or should I receive this and not receive it? Fault finding is nitpicking, looking for wrong. Okay. It's, it's a nagging, nasty type of, of spirit. And it's also not being 
um, skeptical because skeptical is more like that that flesh is soulish part of you. You're skeptical of somebody because, because maybe, you know, um, maybe, maybe you don't trust somebody because in your nature, you don't trust, you don't trust because maybe you're looking through lenses of, of where you have been hurt in the past, um, or, you know, someone has done you wrong. And so, so now you, you, you wear these lenses of distrust that you don't trust anybody. And so instead of using spiritual discernment that comes from God, which, which for him, he shows us how to trust people, um, leading by love. Okay. Um, when you don't trust people, you lead by, uh, fear. And, and we don't want to do that. We, we want to lead by love. So, so when we lead by love, it lets us know, I trust you, God, not trust this person, but I trust God. And because I trust God, he will show me through discernment whether to trust this person or not. Not the first line of defense is, well, I don't trust anybody and you're going to have to prove yourself to me because everybody is wrong, you know, and everybody, you know, every, every man is a dog. You know, you think about all these things that we put out there that are just really lies that we believe because of the enemy has infiltrated it in our lives because of hurt and pain and the, and, and, and because of things that we have been wronged in, in our past. Okay. And God never leads like that. He never leads with fear. He never leads with um, hurt and never leads with pain. Okay. Okay, so he does not put those lenses on us. We put those lenses on ourselves. And so whenever we encounter people, we have to ask the Holy Spirit, am I interacting with this person from a lens of distrust because of hurt and pain? Or am I interacting with this person because of lens or through lenses of love and and trust um, because I'm depending on and trusting God, right? OK, and so it's it's not skeptical. It's not fault finding. And, you know, I found that the Lord has matured me and discerning because sometimes you can discern about something. And sometimes people want to be I don't know. People can be puffed up in their discernment because um, they want people to know I know this, you know, or I can pick between good and evil. So it's not it's not something that we should wear, wear as a badge of honor. Um, discernment is something that is a, it's something that God gives every believer. And I'll talk about the gift of discernment because there is a little, there is a distinction between that. But right now I'm talking about the sermon that God, uh, trains us in, um, as a believer. Okay. Through discipleship. Right. And so, so, but I found that as God, you know, helps me in discerning certain things, it's not that, that I use it as a badge of, oh, I, I know that ain't right. Or that's not right. But because he is training me and interceding and in, in, in the spirit of an intercessor, discernment is one of my greatest assets because it's not always that I pick up on something and recognize that it's there, but why do I pick that up? Why, why, why is it that God is revealing this to me? And, and we'll find out in further scripture that through maturity, he's able to trust me with information, with mysteries, with with, with secret information or what hidden things he's able to trust me because he knows I'm not going to just use it as my badge, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 to be puffed up on. 
and for people to look at me to say, oh, isn't she so spiritual? Wow. Ooh, ooh. No, no. He knows that he can trust me that if I discern something that I'm mature enough to say, God, I take this to you in prayer. And I'm praying whether it's dealing with a person that may be, I may be discerning that they're in error or wrong. And sometimes when I discern something, it's not always that God wants me to go straight to that person and expose that. Sometimes it's through prayer and intercession that he gives me discretion. Wow. <laughs> and that's a podcast that I ministered a couple of uh, weeks ago. So go back to that and find that podcast dealing with discretion. But through discretion, I recognize, okay, okay, I'm going to wait on the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me to let me know whether I should share this with this person or these people or these uh, groups of people, or should I expose it? Or should I just keep it to God in prayer and allow him to do that inner work in the inner adjustment? And so it's through that discretion, but discernment and discretion goes hand in hand too as well. And so, um, so it's important for us to recognize what is not so that we can flow in a pure, authentic, um, you know, flow of discernment. Okay. Um, and so it's not us being suspicious of people, uh, skeptical and all that. Okay. Um, and so, so suspicion is also, it's, it's that layer of just not trusting just right off the bat. Okay. And that's not how um, God leads as I've shared before. Okay. And so, you know, if we look in the word of God and I, and, and if you're able to, you should, as you listen to this podcast, I'm praying that you'll be able to turn to Hebrews five chapter 14, because this is a I mean, chapter five, verse 14, because this is a good foundational scripture when you're dealing with discernment. Um, if you're not, if you're driving in your car, no problem. If you're listening in, I, I understand that. But when you get a chance, go, go to this particular scripture and meditate on this scripture because it's, it is, it is absolutely loaded. Okay. And so, so when we look at um, Hebrews, the fifth chapter, the 14th verse, um, and I'm going to read from the Passion Version, and then I'm also going to read from the Amplified because those are really good, juicy uh, translations. And then we're going to pick it apart and talk about what this is. Um, so in uh, Hebrews, the fifth chapter, the 14th verse, the Passion Version says, but solid food is for the mature, okay, whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. Okay. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. Okay. So that's really, really good. So soak that in. And then the Amplified says this, but solid food is for full grown men, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary to either to divine or human law. Okay. And so it's, it's loaded. So we see right off the bat, it talks about that what solid food is good for. And of course, it, you're watching this podcast so I, 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 and you're probably comprehending it. So I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure that, that you're probably at, at least at the age of accountability. I mean, there may be some young uh, people that are listening in, but for the most part, you've already gotten to the part where you're no longer drinking milk as you were when you were an infant. Okay. And, um, you know, and so you developed into eating solid foods. So we understand that concept of how there is a progression from when we are born, um, you know, in the natural that we start out with 
you know, something that we can easily digest, but just, but something that is nourishment enough to help us to grow and to progress to that place where we can begin to eat solid foods. And it's the same correlation in the spirit realm that, that, that we start out with just, just little bits of, 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 of stuff that are food that, that can nourish us with the milk of the word. Right. But then there comes a time, cause even with, uh, when you're starting out as an infant, an infant doesn't even stay, um, an infant for long, right. An infant grows into a toddler and then into, you know, into a, to a child. And so, so usually by the time that that toddler train turns into two and three and four, that, that toddler is eating solid food. So so immediately that correlation in the spirit realm is that we don't, we shouldn't remain babes for a long time, which means that we should position ourselves that once we get saved, that our nourishment, what we eat on a daily basis, because if you don't eat on a daily basis in the natural, what happens? You're going to fall out and, and you, you could die if you keep it up for a protracted period of time. The same in the spiritual. So we know we eat solid foods. We grow from drinking milk. We grow from being an infant to being a toddler and then a child. And then we keep progressing to our teenage years, uh, adolescent years, uh, you know, our young adults and full grown adults. Okay. But even from the time of being a toddler, you're already transitioning into eating solid foods. And so that's where we should be. So, and, and so you should know, you know, and there's something that triggers you even in a natural, even as a toddler. I mean, my, my grandson, he, he is a little over two years old, but he's going to let you know when he's hungry. He's going to say, eat. He's going to let you know when he's hungry. Right. And so we have to be spiritually discerning even for ourselves when we should be hungry for the word. Right. Okay. So no, must, no, no need to keep dwelling on that, but we know solid food, right? We, we eat solid food, um, when we're mature, uh, in the spirit realm. Okay. So that means we learn certain things and we keep learning. Okay. By eating the word of God, give us this day, our daily bread, right? So our daily bread changes, our food changes, right? And we begin to eat more solid foods and foods that's, that's good for us. That's nutri that, that nourishes, nourishes our bodies and makes us healthy, right? So we go to full grown, you're no longer a child. You're no longer an infant. You're, you're in full age, right? And so what begins to happen when in the spirit room, when we get to that stage, we begin to, uh, heighten our senses, right? This, the, the sermon that I'm talking about is coming from the pure word of God, separate from the, the, uh, the spiritual gift. And the spiritual gift is, is, is a gift that, that God gives as a special anointing, uh, the spiritual gifts. Okay. But, um, it's certainly our foundation to those spiritual gifts are those things that we just soak up just through simply eating the word on a daily basis. Okay. So spiritual senses begin to perceive heavenly matters. And this is coming from different scripture verses. This is what happens. Spiritual senses, our spiritual senses, because our spiritual senses, just as the way that we eat correlates to our natural, spiritual, it compares. Same thing with our spiritual senses. Um, you know, we see, we hear, we taste, we smell we touch. It's the same thing. We have spiritual senses. Okay. So we begin to heighten our spiritual senses to be able to perceive heavenly matters. Okay. Uh, we become 
adequately trained by experience, okay? Experience after experience, we become more trained on, um, you know, how to discern, how to be pick up um, certain things. Why? Because it's the word of God that's nourishing us and showing us, okay? Uh, We become skilled in the word, in the word of righteousness, okay? Um, And we exercise discernment because our discernment is based on the word of God. How do you know what's right and wrong? Okay, there's certain things you, so when you first born in the natural, you learn the difference between right and wrong from your parents, because they begin to train, you know, this is right and this is wrong. And so, you know, and so as you grow older, you begin to learn how to deal with moral issues, things that are right and wrong based on your character decisions, how to treat people, how to, you know, how to love what's right, what's wrong. You don't hate, you know, so it's different things that, that begin to translate as opposed to, um, you know, um, you know, we, the word of God says that we're born and we're shaped in iniquity. Okay. And so our, our, our soulish part is already bent towards doing bad, but it's through our discipleship or our training in the natural by our parents, but in the spirit room, our training through our, 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 those who disciple us and, and we get discipled by uh, the method or the tool that's used to disciple us is the word of God. And so we learn the difference between right and wrong and righteousness. We know that, right? Yeah, sure we do. And so we get, we're trained by constant practice, okay? <laughs> constant practice um, so that we won't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. And so, so the word is so good. So we know um, that, that, that the word uh, is rich, but I want to at least um, end with, this particular scripture. And we're going to pick up and continue dealing with discernment because there's so much to impact relating to that. Because we'll talk about the difference between um, our, 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 our innate, I guess you can say, discernment that we pick up just by simply living in the word day by day, but then the difference between the spiritual gift. But right now I want uh, to turn to 1 Corinthians 2, 8. And this is one of my favorite scriptures because the last verse in this particular chapter uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. And I love that. That's a great affirmation to affirm in your spirit that we have the mind of Christ. So we can think like God, uh, we can act like God, we can see like God, we can perceive like God because we have the mind of Christ, right? Okay, so in 1 Corinthians second chapter, the eighth verse, it says, which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And so in particular, this particular chapter, it's, it's setting the stage to let us know that there are mysteries, there are things that are in this world, there are things that happen uh, even in the spirit realm that we don't quite understand. You know, even the word of God, as you read the word of God. It's a lot of the word of God in the New Testament is spoken in parables. And so how do we get to understand? How do we discern the word of God? How do, how do we understand it? How do we gain insight? And the word of God begins to tell us that it's given unto us to, to know the, the mysteries of the kingdom, to know the mysteries of, 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 of things even here on earth, because God has given to us, but it's, it's, it's been, it, it's, it's the key that unlocks those mysteries is our connection to God and our relationship with God. And in our relationship with God, it's not a one way relationship. It's a hunger and a thirst that we have. And because we hunger and thirst, he fills us up with his word, with his goodness, with his way. Right. And so in first Corinthians, the second chapter, 
it goes on, it talks about those mysteries, but it's given unto us. But then it goes on to, to clearly let us know that the world does not have this, okay, privilege to know those mysteries. We as children of God do. And so, and so, and so in this particular verse, it says that um, if it was given to them, then they would not have crucified our Lord. Because if, if they had known that through the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ, that that was the entrance to, to seal our redemption plan, they would never have played into that. Okay, and so we thank God that we know certain things uh, because he gives us that revelation, knowledge and understanding. So in verse nine, it says, but it is written, I have not seen nor ear has heard or entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared to them that love him. Okay, so but it says in verse 10, he has revealed them to us. What? By his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. That searching is that 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 proving, that testing. Okay, um, and he even searches the deep things of God. And so, so as Christians, we got the Holy Spirit on our side. We got God on our side. We got Jesus on our side. Oh my goodness! So certainly, we are set. We are set, and we are well equipped to flow in discernment. I want to go on. It says in the twelfth verse. It says now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit, which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. 13 verse says, which things also we speak not in the words, which man's wisdom teaches. Cause remember I told you there's, 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 there's man's wisdom, but we want God's wisdom. Okay. But which the Holy ghost teaches. So the Holy ghost teaches these things. And what he, what does he do? He compares spiritual things with spiritual things, okay? And that, again, is that discerning, that that proving, that testing, that examining, all right? And then the 14th verse says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, but they are spiritually discerned, okay? And so we thank God that we have... Um, that access. We have the keys to discernment. And of course, discernment comes ultimately from God, but he uses the Holy Spirit as the 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 the, the specialist for discerning because he is the specialist in truth. Okay. And you know when you deal with um when you deal with specialists, you deal with those who aren't just educated or have knowledge on the surface. They are the uh, gurus, if you will, of 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 their craft, right? And so, whether you're dealing with a heart specialist or you're dealing with somebody who is just well trained and 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 whatever area, but they they know their stuff in and out. Okay, they can flip it all kinds of ways and 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 just know their stuff. And so, the Holy Spirit, He is the Quinn. I mean, He is the ultimate specialist. There is no higher specialist than the Holy Spirit, than the spirit of truth. Okay. And of course we know the Holy Spirit is submitted unto God because God is the ultimate. Okay. But he, he, he gave everything, uh, to the Holy Spirit and he's God in three persons. So, all right. So, so that's who we want to hook up to is the, the spirit of truth, uh, because when you, when you have discernment, discernment is knowing the difference between what's, what's true what's, what's, what's a lie. What's, 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 what's the truth. What's error, what's good, what's evil. And, um, 
when you know the truth, then you're able to discern, okay, that's not the truth, right? I mean, plain and simple. Um, and so, but when we have the, you know, the Holy Spirit on board, he helps us to uh, to compare, to examine, even those things that, you know, that we can't quite, we don't quite know, you know, is this God? Is it not God? And so the Holy Spirit will help us out every time. And so I'm going to continue on. I want you to stay tuned to the next podcast because there's so much to unpack um, pertaining to discernment. But just know this, you you have within you the ability to discern. And many of you are probably already discerning, but I want to you to heighten your level of discernment because certainly in this world, we need more discernment because, um, because I mean, you can have people that say, well, I'm a Christian, but wait a minute, you know, that there's a difference between a Christian that has fruit that remains and a fruit and fruit that um is clearly defined in the word of God, uh, then those who may not, you may not see the fruit in a result. Um, And because like I said, Satan comes as an angel of light and there's more and more darkness we already know that's infiltrating this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. we're, We're of the kingdom of heaven. We're of another place. And we have to act like who we are. We have to operate on that same uh, system, that same, um, we have to use the same tools. We have to um, have the same discernment, all of those things that come from heaven. We can still flow in this earth realm. We don't have to become or begin to act like children of darkness. We can still be children of light and not be spooky, you know, Um, But certainly we need discernment because we need to know, you know, how to operate in the spirit of truth. And and the enemy, his goal is always to to lead us by lies, to get us to uh, to hook, line and sinker, to to be snared by lies. So then we begin to govern our lives. And you remember the lens I talked about, you know, um, so so we can also put lens on that everything that we see is really through lenses of lies that the enemy has infiltrated in our lives, whether it be through through tragedies that we've experienced, through hurt, through pain, through false teachings, through um, you know, through things that have been presented to us and we didn't even know it was wasn't right, you know. So, <clears throat> so we need discernment, and so my prayer is that you'll meditate on what I've shared with you and. Take your level of discernment to an even greater level. That is not being spectacle uh, uh, um, about something. It's not being suspicious. It's not being a fault-finding spirit. It's not even judging people, okay? It's judging circumstances and situations so that you can know the difference between good and evil so that you can be able to govern your life, amen, to the glory of God. I know this has been a blessing to you. I pray that you share this message with someone else. Also like, right? Okay. And subscribe if you haven't already, so you can get notices whenever we get a new podcast that posts. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.